Welcome to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com, where we talk with our customers about how they started their business, how they're marketing their brand, and how they're growing their company. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, thank you for your continued support. As a bonus for all of our listeners who want to try us out, head over to StickerGiant.com and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Without further ado, it's time for the Stickers on the Mic podcast from Sticker Giant. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Stickers on the Mic. It is March 18th. Andrew here with you once again, and very uh, fortunate to be dialing in Jasmine Foster from Charlotte, North Carolina, and Be Rooted. And Jasmine, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. This is great. And I, uh, I found Jasmine's story on our, our sticker wall coming through the <laughs> shop and it, and it jumped off the, the screen at me and I, I gave her a call and um, I am just so excited to share this story with everyone today. Um, Jasmine, tell us a little bit about Be Rooted and how it came to be. Yeah, so I have always been a lover of stationery. I was that little girl that would get super excited about buying, you know, school supplies when school started. And every time I started a new job, I'd buy a new planner. But I always felt a bit disconnected from the category. I never really felt like it was designed with women of color in mind. Um, And so I wanted to change that after many of years waiting for a brand to come in and to help me feel seen. I wanted to create Be Rooted so that it could be an inclusively designed stationary brand for women of color so that they felt seen and and felt like they belonged there. So that's a little bit of the background on why I started the brand. And obviously we printed up a sticker sheet, but developing this product how did you like design it or conceptualize or or do all of that process yeah so i've been really a fan of illustrations here over the last couple of years um and one thing that i love about illustrations is that you can really do ones that are you know different types of people and so I had a vision of what I wanted the brand to be. I wanted it to be fun. I wanted it to be interweaved with positive messaging and I wanted it to be reflective of my community. I am not a creative by hand. I always say that I am creative adjacent. And so I've been working with some amazing black and brown designers to help bring my vision to life who, you know, we create mood boards together, get really down and dirty and, you know, figure out what we want the brand ethos to look like. And then they help me, you know, illustrate out my designs or design, you know, what we now have selling on the website. And they're very strong, right? These are very iconic designs, in my opinion. Thank you for saying that. I wanted them to be bold. I wanted them to feel very different than what you would normally see in the aisle. I wanted um, I wanted to create a brand that had a very clear point of view of who it was um, and not kind of something that was a, trying to appeal to everyone. I think when you come to my site, you get a very clear idea of the, of the woman that I'm trying to appeal to, and, and I'm not afraid of showing that. Oh, absolutely. And and speaking of the site, it's berootedco.com. We'll, we'll mention that again, folks, but, um, you know, like you're right, you come to the homepage and it's, 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 it's apparent who, who your customer is. And that's, I think, really great for your focus. And I also think the way you even title your products, I, I think <laughs> is like really cool. Um, because it's not just like journal. Yeah. You know well, I, mean? and I like, think 
every journal has a vibe. So like, that's what, you know, we have the act up sis girl, because, you know, that's a, <laughs> telling someone to act up sis, that's a whole vibe. Yeah. Um, or telling someone to protect their energy or to trust the journey. I think that's one thing that I wanted to make sure that my brain had was that we're not only giving you really awesome designs, but we're interweaving a really cool messaging into it and making that a big part of what's on the journal, but also in the title. So that when you come to our website, you know, if you're that girl, you can find that journal that looks, you know, specifically for you based off of how it's titled as well. I love it. Yeah. Um, speaking of being in the aisle, I mean, we kind of are burying the lead here as we, as we go <laughs> in, but I didn't want to be overly... I could have been so hyped just to start the show, but you have this amazing growth story that I, that is the what really brought me to to, to our conversation today. Um, I'm, I'm not going to steal your thunder. Can you can you tell us what like is the most recent thing? From <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm super geeked to share that my brand just launched at Target this past Sunday nationwide. So you can find our journals in every single Target store. Um, and this is to your point of a growth story. It's beyond my wildest dreams because this is all happening within my first year of business. Um, but we're so excited that, you know, our vision of bringing inclusivity into stationary is something that a major retailer like Target wanted to get behind so soon. And so when we got the opportunity, though, I didn't have it all figured out. I was like, yes, yes, yes. And then I'll work on the back end to get it all together. But it, it means the world to me that they believed in my vision and, we're here. We're here now. Unbelievable. Like, <laughs> uh, just incredible, right? Thank like, just you. when you, oh, it's like bringing tears to my eyes. It's just so inspiring, you know, because um, especially the last year with the pandemic and, and everything going on in our country and the conversations that are being had, like, for you to bubble up is just, it's pretty special. So, um, I always say that I think, you know, part of your, success is like having a good product, you know, having people believe in you, but a lot of it is timing mm -hmm. and I couldn't have planned the timing of this <laughs> at all. Right. So I started with journals because part of me, when I started in January, just was like, I feel like people need to like recenter back on self-care. Mm -hmm. I had no clue that insert pandemic, right. insert racial tension in June. Right. That would lead to companies really looking at how they support it, you know, diverse own brands. Mm -hmm. And so a part of my success is like, yeah, it's product that people are into and that they love. But it's also a part of it's just time that you just can't even you can't mm -hmm. plan for that. Um, but it, it's been amazing. And I'm, I'm just so glad that it's all kind of coming together and at this at the same time and bubbling up at the same time. Yeah, really incredible. Um you know, you were saying, I'll figure out, um, figure it out once you, you know, you ink the deal and you're like, I'm sure there's a moment of, of panic where you have to scale uh, outside of your original plans. So yeah. um, to rewind a little bit, you know, you said in January of, of, of 2020, you're like, I'm going to do this thing. A couple months later, we're in the pandemic. How was just physically producing? You say you work with a, with a team of designers, and I, I can't mm -hmm. wait for you to have a whole company of designers. But how do you get the the thing printed and shipped out like right now before the Target thing happened? How, how did you like get get this stuff into people's hands? Yeah, so you know, once you get the design, the design part I would say is it's not the easy part, but it's the fun part, right? And then it's like, okay, well, how do you operationally get this made? And pre-Target, I was working with a domestic factory based in New York, and I really wanted to work 
with someone domestic because it gave me a lot of flexibility. I wasn't really sure, you know, would I need 50 units or a thousand units and working with someone domestically allowed you to kind of ebb and flow with your, your minimum order quantities. Um, it was someone who could react a lot quicker. So as I was selling out, I could get back in within two weeks. Um, and so I've been, was really partnering with a lot of us based companies like sticker giant, like, you know, my, my printing company in um, in New York that kind of helped me make different piece types. Uh, but when I got the target opportunity and you need to scale to, um, you know, 10,000 plus units, uh, the capabilities look a little bit different. There's someone who needs to be able to be EDI compliant, someone who needs to have experience shipping to retailer DCs. And so I had to very quickly within two months find different capabilities to support that type of an opportunity. And how, so like what, what kind of experiences did you rely on to, to figure that out? Or was there a lot of just like making it up as you go along? I mean, it's established. I mean, we paper has been bound for centuries. That's, that's not right. the thing, but it's more in your own head. Cause you have to organize. Luckily you have the yeah. journals to do that, but like how do you, <laughs> someone who has too many journals in his own life, I've got three on my desk for parts of my life. That means that not enough things are ever getting done in the right order. How did you make sure you were able, clearly you're an organized driven person, but how did you help create a system for you as a, as an entrepreneur? Yeah. You know, so really building on some past experiences. One is I've, I was a retail buyer and I was leading the multicultural beauty strategy at target. And what helped me is that that particular category, you're working with a lot of small brands, a lot of small black owned brands who are also trying to figure it out. And I was able to build up a good network of um, multicultural beauty founders. And they had shared their experiences with me over the last like three years of like how they were scaling. So though I had never done it myself, I kind of had like a peripheral view of, you know, what they had to do to go from sometimes making their product in their kitchen to being able to sell it at, you know, mass retail chains. So I was able to tap into my network and kind of get some advice from some of those um, people in my network who were able to um, kind of guide me, but no one was in a stationary, right? So the, I am in a sorority and I by chance have a sorority sister who had been in the stationary industry. And I asked her, Hey, had there been any factories that you had worked with that you thought were amazing? And she was able to put me in touch with a factory. And I had a couple of conversations. I felt like the relationship was good. And that's how I was honestly able to make the target opportunity happen. Um, you can Google and all you want, but there is no trade shows to go to. There's no word for you to find sourcing in the U.S. like you normally would be able to if there wasn't a pandemic. So, again, timing network support, my story will continue to have those things continue to be said because that's really been what has helped grow my business. Wow. That's cool. Um, so, you know, we were talking a little bit when we, when we were chatting, uh, I feel like a month ago, we were talking a little bit about the sticker and, 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 you know, the design there, um, you know, the sticker is just a product, uh, for, for sale on the site, but you, you have this sticker not just available on your website. Where, where um, how are you finding these other distribution and, and access points for people to find your products, not just on the Be Rooted website, for instance? Yeah, so word of mouth, people have been sharing my brand mm -hmm. to other people and other friends, so much so that like, you know, my brand and the stickers are being sold right now in the National Museum of African-American Music that just opened up in Nashville, Tennessee. 
And I started my brain. I would have never guessed that I would be in a gift shop of a museum, a national museum. Like what? Um, And the stickers are like some of their best sellers. Like you would be surprised like the orders I'm getting on them because I think that it's such a quick and accessible way for people to showcase art that they love. You can stick it on anything from water bottles to their laptop. Like people love them. And so um, a lot of people sharing my brand and then people reaching out to me. I haven't to this date because I'm still trying to scale. I'm trying to keep up with the opportunities I have. So I haven't been doing a lot of like pushing for mm-hmm. opportunities yet, but things like that and other gift shops also carry um, the stickers in my journals, um, which has just been awesome who have reached out to the brand and said like, we love what you're doing. We want, we would love to carry this. So that means that, um, what was I going to say? It, you know, you got the gift shops and you're fulfilling orders that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to, uh, advertising here, that's what I meant to say is you're not, um, like doing a lot of ad spend then necessarily to like promote other than natural organic, whatever yeah. you're doing. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So, so far today, I haven't done any paid media spend. Um, everything uh-huh. has been organic, um, organic outreach or getting influencers posting. Um, so, you know, I, you know, I know there's, there's lots of schools of thought, right? You can definitely in the beginning throw a lot of money at it and, you know, get super rapid growth. But I really wanted to try to build my platform as organically as possible up front and then make sure that I'm operationally sound before I start doing all of the paid stuff, because you have to be ready for that. If you have all this traffic, but your supply chain's not in order, your backend's not in order, your email capabilities are not in order, then you're driving traffic to an empty site. And so, you know, as I'm growing, I'm trying to make sure that I'm doing it in a way that is, you know, a little bit methodical. And so I haven't done the paid route and I'm just so through the moon happy that my supporters have helped through word of mouth grow the brand to where it's at now. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, on your, on your site, you got this in the media, you're in 17 Marie Claire observer, aspired TV, pop sugar, and probably more since, since you, you know, it's hard to keep a website updated. <laughs> yeah, um, you, you know what I mean? Cause I presume you're doing all that to yourself mm-hmm. by and large, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely the updater of my website. I cannot wait till <laughs> one day I have someone who can, you know, really come in and design me an amazing website, but I think it looks pretty decently for my non-website having skills. But, you know, uh, again, the PR was through a, a, a network of a, a good friend of mine in college who I haven't talked to in three to four years started her own PR agency. She's a VP of a big PR agency, but she wanted to help small brands because she saw that they weren't getting the same attention at those big PR firms. So she launched Disrupt, left her big corporate job to launch Disrupt PR agency. And she's um, been on with the brand for the past three months and she's been giving me all these opportunities. But a lot of it is because it's a white space out there and these editors are loving what I'm doing. And so, but it's just the power of the network. Again, you'll hear me say that a lot, that it's people that are within your orbit that get behind you and support you and believe in what you're doing. Look at how happy you are in Target holding your book. I just found up on, on the Instagram uh, yeah. feed of yours here from two days ago. Like, this is amazing. To That's genuine. Like, that, that I is. did a whole photo shoot originally that was supposed to announce the launch. But then I just had a friend take me to Target store and we just took a couple photos. And I would say, like, act- the smile that I have in that picture is true joy because that was me seeing my product on shelf. Right. 
you can't replicate that just being in the studio trying to take a to do a photo shoot. And so um, that was my the first time I saw my product on shelf. And it I, you can't replicate that feeling. I know people say for a woman, your your wedding day is the, you know your happiest day of your life. But I haven't had that yet. So I'll say that that <laughs> moment for sure has been the happiest day of my life. And, you know, I just celebrated, we just celebrated the, uh, our, our oldest birthday yesterday on St. Patrick's day. And, and the way you're looking at that book, I, I saw a photo of, of myself from 11 years ago and like, that's your baby right there. Like, yeah. and, and it happened fast too. You know, some, some, I've talked to folks where it's like, oh, I've been wanting to do this since I was in high school. Right. So it's mm-hmm. this journey of years and you have experiences, like you said, and you've talked to a lot of people. So it's probably been germinating. And certainly when you don't see yourself in the world, you want to put yourself in the world. So it's not like mm-hmm. you just were like, Oh, I'm going to make this up and go with it. It's, it, it yeah. was intentional, but you look so happy and so fulfilled. So, I mean, that, that just means the world to me and, and to all of us, of course, that's why this is so cool. Um, yeah. The passion behind inclusivity has always been there. Right. It's something that has been ingrained through every job I've had, you know, any organization that I've given my time to, I can't, I'll be lying to say that I dreamt at 13, I would own a stationary company. <laughs> like that's not the thing. I always knew I'd be doing work with inclusivity. The product is a vessel for that, but yeah. the passion has always been there. Totally. I would. Yeah. I, that sounds, that's a great sound bite. Good for you. Um, <laughs> you nailed it. Um, uh, you said it way better than I did. Um, so a little bit about the Instagram feed that you have going, because it's very clean and it's like you've got the typography. How are you sort of coming up with all these little phrases and what's your plan to, to sort of like create this schedule for content on here? Yeah, it's honestly just um, there. You know, the two things that my brain ethos is, is putting positivity, positivity into the world and celebrating black women and women of color through either designs or, or words that we use. So everything that's on my page, everything that is on my journals, those are all common lingos and words and phrases that like me and my friends say. And so it's just really elevating that. And um, I think that's why it's connecting with people because like they're seeing like that act up sis journal and they're like, yes, like I tell my friends that like, I want to gift my friend that because I would tell her that or like my post where I'm like, gas yourself. Like that's something that me and my friends would say. And so it's getting high engagement and shares because it's really innate to our culture and like it feels familiar. And so I'm really just pulling from my my experiences and my friends' experiences to kind of um, make sure that it's coming from that tone and voice. And then you have just really like like a great color palette that you're working with, you know, and then the typography as well. How, how did you come to those choices, too? Those are very um, important design choices, right? Yeah. You know, I like I told you, I'm design adjacent right now. I do all of my social media content. So I actually my my designers focus on the illustrations for my artwork, but I do all of the design work for my my page. And again, um, you know, because my journals are so colorful. I really want to make sure that the page feels a little bit more tonal, but that the font and that the, the, when I'm telling stories that they're really bold so that those messages really come through. Um, and so it's learning. I'm honestly learning as I go, like what's resonating the most, but it's, it's really wanting to make sure that the, the journals get to stay front and center. So making sure that the, the background is tonal, but making sure that the messaging is really bold and bright as much as the journals are. Totally. 
Um, you know, you just, it's funny, actually, you, I see one of my friends from high school follows you, which is really amazing. I just saw her name that. pop up in there, which is you know, <laughs> a very cool person. Um, and it just popped up as I was scrolling. Uh, she liked one of your posts. Um, so that's a beautiful small world that we live in. But speaking of that engagement with people, how, how are you seeing, you know, your, your hashtag and, and just getting tagged out there? You know, like, is that a, something that, I mean, you're not necessarily reaching for, but like, you know, how, now that you're in the target space, I, I assume, and you're so new, this is this week. So we're right here on the cusp of it. Like, I mean, how are they, uh, what, what is the, are there, is there a relationship with them or how, how are you trying to like cultivate this following at this point now? Yeah. It's you know, the game, I guess, is what I'm, I, I, what I'm thinking, you know what I mean? Like, or maybe it will hopefully. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of, you know, push and pull, right? So I've done so much to support this launch from, you know, being on, you know, podcasts like this, trying to just get the word out, but then also, you know, hosting an editor party so that I could get them excited about it. And, you know, trying to get my friends who are influencers to post. And so the more that I show Target, here's the things that I'm doing to support the brand, the more love that they'll give me. And so I'm super excited because my brain was actually featured for um, Women's History Month on, on the on the website. Uh, and they also did a post on Target's page showing my brand um, and one of the few brands, I think there were six brands that they highlighted for Women's History Month. And so a lot of it is me continuing to try to create engaging content that people share, that people love, and then hopefully come back to my page. Um, but then also trying to come up with cool ways to get Target to be excited about their brand and for them to um, to love us and continue to share and then partner with the other dope um, indie brands, small brands, women-owned right. brands and black-owned brands that just recently launched at Target as well and see how we can come together and like share our audiences with each other. I think there's so much power in collaboration that sometimes gets untapped, mm -hmm. but I'm all for it. I'm like, look, we all are trying to make our things work in retail. Let's um, leverage each other's networks to continue to elevate each other. Excellent. Now to the name, uh, uh, be rooted. And, you know, I went on, you know, on the about page and your, your, your story page, you've got these sort of three taglines, be rooted in culture, be mm -hmm. rooted in reflection and be rooted in who you are. Mm -hmm. um, I, I understand the backstory with roots and, and, and root and being rooted in plants and fertile ground and all that. But what made you want to like, um, to go with that, I guess, like, what were you working with at the time to, to think through your brand name? Yeah. I mean, I think when you think about the word rooted, it means to be firmly planted. It means to feel confident within. It means that you are standing on solid ground. And I, and when I talk about the fact that I feel like this category has often left my community felt unseen, I wanted it to be the brand that made my customers feel rooted within the category. And so the things that I want to always be true is that my brand is um, rooting my customers in their culture. It is um, rooting them in reflection through the product types and the messaging that we have and rooting them who, in who they are so that they can see reflective designs back um, to them. And so it, when you're coming up with a brand name, it is, it's so hard, right? You can go a thousand different ways. You can make something like, you know, super out there that has nothing to do with your brand or you can make something literal. And I, and I went the literal route because I truly wanted my customers to feel like they were firmly planted and had a, a right to be seen in this category. Okay. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, especially mm -hmm. when you say it that way, like 
it's yeah, it's a right. <laughs> you should feel <laughs> like you represent it. And, and, you know, that's like a whole other podcast. And I'm sure you've had those conversations yes. and, and I, I'm trying to elevate these conversations myself, mm-hmm. but, you know, especially through what we do here, but, you know, when it comes to entrepreneurs like yourself, you know, um, it, it probably, I mean, up until this target thing felt like a little bit of an uphill battle at times, right. Even when you're feeling good about it. Right. Yeah. And, um, that's not necessarily like <laughs> a fun headspace to be in, but, mm-hmm. um, at the same time, like it clearly your, your, your goal is to put in positivity out into the world, right? Like that's what you said. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's right there on the homepage. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you got the journals, um, you know, you got the journals, you've got the stickers, you got this little, this, um, it's sold out right now, folks, but the, the slim travel journal set, um, mm-hmm. You know, you're productizing other stuff, even the pencils, which really look fun, even though they're sold out, too. We had a big week, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. I'm not trying to say, like, you're selling out. This is a good problem to have at this point, right? (laughs) Um, So this is a cool little pencil, too, to keep killing it. Um, How do you you continue to productize off of this stuff? Because right now it's paper and pencils and stickers, right? So, like, what what are you thinking about? So, you know, I really want to be that go-to destination for all, um, mainly office supplies and other paper goods. I started with journals because I had this, like something that my soul told me in January that we would need to be focused on self-care. But I had a desire to like expand into other categories really quickly. What happened was, was the target opportunity came And as anyone who knows has gotten into retail, that's a big cash flow suck. So I was like, I had to put pause onto the other categories I wanted to expand into so that I could support from a cash flow standpoint, the target opportunity. But you will see from a brand like mine by the end of this year, going into Q1 uh, 2022, other categories like planners, Mm. sticky notes, sticky note pads, tear off sheets, pens, bookmarks. I really want to be able to bring the positivity and the inclusive designs into other categories within stationery, but I had to just take a little bit of a pause so that I can make sure that I was operationally sound and cash flow efficient for the target opportunity. And then I can move full steam ahead. But yeah, we, you know, by 2022, we will be a go-to destination across many categories within office supplies and, and paper goods. Way to put that vision out in the world. <laughs> I love the way you phrase that too, right? It's like we will be, and and you we will, will be, be. Mm-hmm. clearly. Um, so uh, let me think. What else? We've got the Facebook page. That's Be Rooted Co. Same thing with Instagram uh, and and Twitter as well. Um, you know, this is kind of probably taking over your life quite a bit, and we're you're right in the in the moment. How are you like tracking stuff through this target? Like, are they? How does that work? Do they report back to you on a monthly basis, or like, do you have a little dashboard? Like, this is the fascinating part for me as a numbers geek and and a business nerd. Like, how does that? What is that like? What is that? What's that all about? Yeah. So you know, I've had. So when you work with a retailer, most brands work with what's called a sales broker. And your sales broker is the person that is the conduit between you and the buyer. They help pull your weekly sales. They help, you know, translate what Target is thinking into what it would make sense for you as the brand. So um, up front, I had really candid conversations with 
the buying team and with my broker about this is the first time that a brand of my size is in this category. A, the first time there's an inclusive brand in this category. B, like let's have honest conversations around what success looks like. So we put out some success metrics. Since I am in all stores, what does that look like in all stores? But what would that look like in maybe the stores where my core demographic is a little bit more heavily populated, right? Because of, you know, if you look at the US, there's some areas, some cities and in, in, in states where there's a little bit more of a diverse population. So now it's go time, you know, we're out there and we'll be tracking, you know, every week, how are we um, hitting, hopefully exceeding those sales targets that we talked about back in November, December of last year. And then um, I'm really glad that Target's super willing to have a conversation around like, we can adjust it if needed mm. based off of how some of the initial reads are coming in. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's go time now. It's, it's time to, to sell and, and to hopefully hit all the expectations so that we can talk about expansion for next year. That's right. And, and so like, you'll be able to sort of, as you go, figure out the flow like we're big here but less here but we don't want to pull out because then we're not serving we're you know your goal is to be serving this your your audience and but you might have to just like tweak the numbers and whatever you know stock yeah i mean it's there's there's two things that you're trying to manage right one is that there's women of color everywhere Mm -hmm. so you want to make sure that you're offering inclusive products everywhere so that no matter if there's one woman or if there's a hundred women walking into the store, they have an option. But what that might look like is for example, Charlotte, North Carolina, it's a heavily diverse um, city. And it's also one of my largest bases for my website consumers as well. So if we look at expansion, you might want to expand in cities like Charlotte, North Carolina more heavily then where you might expand, I will just throw out Utah because I don't have a large Utah base following right now on my um, on my website. So okay. we're able to pull sales by store, by state, by city, get a good understanding of like, where are people loving Be Rooted? And then you might think about differently your product assortment strategy in different markets to make sure that you're really serving them in the proper way. Right on. Yeah, yeah. And you can do that sort of dynamically. Um Goodness gracious, this, again, my excitement has yet to wane on this. So I'm, I'm just so, I'm so thankful for you and your vision and, and also, you know, what you're trying to put on into the world. I think that um, we all need that right now. There's no question about it. Um, so um, what else should we know? What else should our audience know about Be Rooted and, and what's, you know, like we said, what's next? We kind of covered that a little bit, but right now is the now. <laughs> now yeah. is what's next. <laughs> you are rooted in the now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, we are excited. We're, you know, one year, not even yet, but almost one year in, and there's so much more to come from us. Uh, I love hearing feedback. I think feedback is what makes the world go round and only makes me better. So if you're listening, if you've checked out, the website or if you checked out Instagram and if you have any feedback, would love to hear it. Shoot me an email or DM me all of that, you know, on Instagram, you can see how to do that. Um, and then lastly, if you love what we're doing, go to target. We are available <laughs> now. Um, it's like the critical moments to show them that there's a demand here for what I'm doing. So even though I love all of the traffic on my site, you know, let's show target some love and, and, and get them to see that representation and inclusion matters everywhere. Yeah, we don't. Let's not like just have Target. Let's have everybody. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm with you on that, but I just want to take it one step further. And it's like, 
this conversation is important. It's long overdue. And yet there's so much work to be done. Right. I mean, yeah. that's the, mm-hmm. the thing that I think you're committed to. And I, I'm, you're doing that with, by spreading joy and creating community, which is right there on your, you know, tiles on your Instagram, you're putting it out there. So that's um, pretty impressive. And um, I'm sure there's moments where it's hard. So, you know, uh, especially when you're following the news, there's, you know, all the things. Yeah, staying positive. But, you know, there's all the things that are going to happen. And I really just like for my brand to be that positive light that, you know, I would hope to love to say that, you know, we'd wake up one day and there's never going to be a news story on the news that was going to disappoint me. But that's I don't think that's realistic. So I can't change that. And in business a long time ago, I learned the message of control the controllables. So I can't control that. But what I can control is what I put out into the world. And so um, we rooted will continuously stay focused on being able to spread joy, spreading positivity and celebrating them, lifting women of color. Absolutely. Um, well, thank you for sharing our, your story today with all of us, Jasmine. This uh, is an exciting moment in the history of your company and, and in, in a way, a cool moment in, in, in the history of our company, because I think it's pretty cool to know that uh, one of our amazing customers is is activating a, a dream in a way, which is you know what it's all about. Right. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Everybody out there, if you're listening, which I hope you are, uh, if you want to uh, be a part of this very story, you can head to the stationary aisle in Target and um, pick up a journal. Um, and if you want to share your story with our audience, you can email us at podcast at stickergiant.com. We love hearing stories like this, and we're trying to get as many amazing voices um out into the world as possible. So thank you for joining us as always. Jasmine, best of luck as you go. Um, we're rooting for you, of course. And um, and we will see all of you all next time for Stickers on the Mic. As always, it's my pleasure to say every sticker has a story. Today, it is the Be Rooted story. And it is quite a wonderful story of growth and positivity. So thanks for joining us. Uh, and we'll see you next time. That wraps up this episode of Stickers on the Mic, brought to you by StickerGiant.com. You can download us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners and share our customer sticker stories. And if you're inspired to create your own stickers or labels, head over to StickerGiant.com to check out our options and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Thanks again for listening to Stickers on the Mic.